the college football experience, Buffalo bowls, 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by edge boost. Yes. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sports gambling podcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by bird dog shorts, the world's greatest shorts. They're hooking you up with a free Yeti style tumbler. When you order over at uh, birddogs.com slash pool, that's birddogs.com slash pool. Remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Buffalo Bulls. You know I love Buffalo football games live from the bullpen, baby. <laughs> and if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swinging Dan Tomei's Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah, nah, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, I'm super excited. I am super excited to talk Buffalo bowl football. Patty C. Yeah, I am because this is a team two time national champion. Uh, in my opinion, Patty C you go back, you look at those undefeated seasons. They had in 1896 and 97, they were unbeatable. So claim those things already. Everyone else is doing it. Might as well hop in at the bullpen. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling a dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Get that, get that Tecmo super bowl music going. Look, this is the city of Buffalo. Bills Mafia, Bulls Mafia, it doesn't make the Tecmo team right there. That is. We've had Don Beebe on the show before. Hello. You know, Don Beebe's a great guy. He's coaching. He's coaching these days. And look, how about that team was just, I mean, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, Daryl Talley, Cornelius Bennett, Kenneth Davis. Yeah, and then even years later, I loved them with Flutie. Oh, yeah. It's a fun, fun team out there in Buffalo. They, this is a sleeping giant right here. You think? Before we get into it, well, yeah, you have the NIL. Yeah. It's a thing now. Buffalo is a football city. Yeah. Definitely. The bull, the, the the Buffalo Bills have amazing fans and I think if they're just if we get to a point where A we have auto bids, if the Mac 
had an auto bid and, and Buffalo, I think could really, the city would really get behind this football team. If not, I also believe that they don't need to necessarily be in the Mac long-term. This is one that could, if they keep winning, you know, winning changes all look at Boise state. They were like a community college in the seventies dude. And, and look at them now. So I think people think of Buffalo, they, they think it's Canada, but really when you look at the map of Buffalo, it's in Southwest New York. Uh, It's not that far from, you know, obviously it kind of fits geographically into Mac country. It's not that far from Penn state. It's right there on one of the great lakes, just everyone else playing football on the great lakes gets a, a good deal of respect and is taken seriously as a football program. I'm I think just, Buffalo might, might need that respect. Yeah. I'm might just need saying to be given that. they've only had one losing season since 2017. All right. And that was year one of the mink, the Maurice Linquist era, who's their current coach, but that was year one right after COVID. So I think that was a tough scenario. He was thrown to last year, seven and six, they get a bowl win. Yeah, and I mean, if you go back and look at what they did last year, I don't, I, I think this team was pretty good. You know, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could make a case and say, well, you know, they barely beat Akron late in the year, but Akron was getting better as the season prolonged. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think that's one where you say, oh, we should panic on this one. Um, I think this team was pretty decent last year. They well, lost to Holy Cross. That was a bad look. And, you know, Holy Cross should have won that game. I know they won on a Hail Mary, but they should have won prior to that happening. Um, they they lost a close game to Central Michigan. They lost an overtime game to Kent State. This team was close to like a 10 win team. They beat Georgia Southern, who beat Nebraska. Beat you JMU. know, beat JMU. This is a good, it's a good, I think it, this team's not bad. You look at that. The really, the only blowout losses were to Maryland in the opener by 21. Yeah. And then uh, the Ohio got the best of them with Nathan Rourke, who was just an animal. Yeah. Uh, another 21 point loss, everything else. They were there. I mean, if anything, you look at the close games that they played a season ago, Patty C them. First off, they beat the Mac champion, the Toledo Rockets. Yeah. Toledo went nine and yeah. five beat Liberty in the bowl game and Buffalo got the better of, uh, of, of Toledo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they were right there in, in every other game I feel like. So I think this team now they do lose a lot of production, but t- tell me, don't you think that this could be like Buffalo is a big enough city. It's a football city. If they're given a ticket, we know we're going to a 12 team playoff. Yeah. We saw Western Michigan have some undefeated seasons a while ago, but it seems harder to do in the Mac because everyone's so similar. Yeah. However, if we ever get to another ex- expansion of them going to auto bids, which I think could happen, um this would be fantastic. And this would all of a sudden or Buffalo can keep winning. Like I said, they've only had one losing season since seven since 2017. If they keep winning, maybe, you know, the AAC calls yeah, someone them up, comes you know? Either so, way, yeah. Win and But what do you do you think I'm a maniac for that statement? I don't. I think in fact, like they probably have a better thing going for them as the state flagship of New York, which is what? One of the most populous states in the union, as yeah. we say. They got uh, a thirty thousand enrollment. Yeah. And they, I'm I'm surprised it's not a little bit bigger than that, quite frankly. But that's still a, a good sized school. And uh yeah, they uh they should be fine. More so than you know, there's what six or seven teams in Ohio that are in the MAC. They're all going to chew each other up. But from a recruiting standpoint, 
they should, you know, have uh, uh, and they have a big city, Buffalo, to recruit from. Toronto's right there. Yeah, I mean, it should they should be able to uh, make do better than they have. Recruiting wise, though, I'll say it hasn't been that impressive. Although they made a little jump, uh, four years ago, one hundred four. Three years ago, one thirty. Ouch. And and, and Lightbolt was still killing it. Yes, Lightbolt <laughs> was still killing it. Ninety nine, and then this past cycle, eighty one. So that's a huge step in the right direction. Let's see if linguists can keep that momentum going. But yeah, obviously they they are right now considered the least talented team in the Mac. Um, Crazy. And uh, you're still and, doing and, pretty and, well and winning. Yeah, still winning, folks. We're gonna talk all about you know the offense, the defense, returning production, transfer portal. Uh, and then go game by game on the schedule. But before we do all that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Buffalo Bulls 2023 season preview episode, it's brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Yes, and Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. I mean, imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Perhaps get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. You can double down on a favorite bet you like, or even uh, create an awesome middle or or hedge, which we don't recommend because that's gross. Uh, but look, Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark, and this is why gambling's so much better today than it was 20 years ago, with it being legalized. Uh, you don't have to worry about your kneecaps, all right? Mm-hmm. And they're not charging any interest. Yes, I repeat, the Edge Boost is not charging any interest. Zero interest. So, I mean, that's a fantastic company right there. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up uh, daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts all in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Once again, uh, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. Do it. Do it today. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem with gambling call 1 800 Gambler. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Buffalo Bulls 2023 season preview. Can they have another winning season? Is the question, Patty C. Uh, in the portal, they lost. Tight end Trevor Borland. To Western Kentucky, you never want to lose a tight end, tight end named Borland. I I do agree there. I very much so agree there. And he he was there there. Uh, I mean, eleven catches, eighty seven yards last year. I guess that's not too big of a loss. Well, considering they have zero tight ends with a catch left on their <laughs> roster, that's actually probably substantial. All of their experience yes. there. Um, but uh, I would say it's not a gigantic loss. Um. Then they lose uh, wide receiver Jamari Gassett to uh, Florida A and M. Fam, you. Uh, they are a, a good FCS, but still, I don't think that's one that they're going to be sitting there you saying, know, "How well, did we do this?" Even though he did have 28 catches for 347 yards, two touchdowns a season ago. That's tough. 28 yeah, yeah, receptions. Third leading receiver at. on the team. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm seeing this publication. I'm looking at as them not even starting a tight end. Are they, uh, they, it's got three receivers starting on the field. I don't know if, what what linguist is doing there uh, schematically, but if if they're just spreading the ball around, you know, losing your number three receiver could could be impactful. But yeah, it's probably a little bit of a plug and play situation there. Yeah, and then uh, they lose safety Keyshawn Cobb. This was the big one. West Virginia comes calling. It's one of their best best guys, Keyshawn Cobb. Running back Jackson uh, Paradise or Paradise uh, to UMass. They, this they should be rivals. Offensive <laughs> yeah, lineman Jack has to UNLV, and that's what they lost. Um, Not terrible. I don't think it's really terrible, but incoming, they went. They really trusted the FCS ranks. 
Patty C. They bring in defensive end Jair Stevens from Lafayette. Okay. I repeat, Lafayette. Uh, Joel Anderson from Bryant. What do you think about? I mean, look, I know he was at JMU, Maurice Linkus. There's more to, to be named here, but. Those are uh, small school Lafayette Bryant. Those aren't like even FCS powerhouses. You're going to, you know, you, you better be finding diamonds in the rough if you're going that low to find your talent. But you know, we saw it with Jared Verse at Florida State. Yeah, uh, comes over from the Albany Great Danes, and and uh, we've seen it in a few other situations. Uh, they bring in cornerback DeAndre Greeley from Colorado State. Okay, getting a mountain with some Mountain West talent there. They bring in Zion Carter, a tight end from Dartmouth, fucking mm-hmm. Dartmouth. Um, <laughs> but no, Dartmouth is is you know, it's a decent get. They pass the ball a lot. Maybe that could be half the schools something. in the Northeast are Ivy League. It feels like so. You're gonna have to get some local transfers from the Ivy League. They bring in quarterback CJ Ogbonna. Now I know him because he played at Southeast Missouri. He was a decent FCS. Uh, Go back through for fifteen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns, eight interceptions. Who knows? Maybe that gives you some nice depth. Uh, safety Demetrius Harris comes in from Cornell. Tight end Jacob Orlando comes in from UMass. It's like they did a trade with UMass. You take our running back Jackson Paradis. We get tight end Jacob Orlando, perhaps. Uh, wide receiver Daryl Harding comes over from the Duke Blue Devils. They were a ten-win team a season ago. So you get a Power Five wide out coming in. Gotta like that. But that's yeah. it. I mean, would you say they won? I I feel I'd like say they, they're going for a lot of guys from diamonds. rich, smart schools. Diamonds in the rough, but uh, Dartmouth, Duke. Uh, who I, are some of the other ones? Uh, UMass, Cornell, Bryant, uh, Lafayette, <laughs> yeah. Southeast He's Missouri. Building the smart guy yeah. culture up there in Buffalo. I would say just off of this, without us knowing how good these FCS players will be in the FBS. I would say they lost just because Cobb was a, a starter on the defense, and then. Gas uh, a wide receiver, and then Borland. They were all contributing. Now, Paradis, uh, he did not do anything last year, really. So, I don't think that's much of a loss. But uh, yeah, I mean, Cobb's the big one. I think Cobb, Cobb was a very good safety last year for them. So, I mean, I would be lying if I said you know any of those names are really registering on my radar as you know, I think I would have to look at the stat sheet to see what they lost. It seems, it seems like not a, a huge winning or losing situation there. I think they, pro- their, their talent level probably stayed pretty similar, pretty similar. Well, they got uh let's break down this offense for offensive coordinator, DJ Mangus guy, uh, guy from nearby us next town over. We're fans. We're fans. I think we got to get Buffalo bull season tickets. Hello. Uh, they were 63rd in scoring offense, 75th in rush offense, 61st in pass offense, 74th in total offense. Patty C, what do you make? Average. Yeah. Average across the board. I mean, like you said, rushing offense, 75, passing offense, 61. Uh, rushing uh, defense, 88, uh, passing defense, 71. This is a team that <laughs> is very mediocre on all levels on a national scale, but that doesn't mean they're bad. They're just, you know. Are what they are. I expect the rush offense to be better, and maybe even the pass offense too, because Cole Snyder's back at quarterback. This guy was a Rutgers transfer. He started games at Rutgers. This was not like he did not start. He had 18 touchdowns, just eight interceptions a a season ago. Threw for over 3,000 yards, Patty. See, those are good stats. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To have that uh, coming back, and then running back Ron Cook, who was not your leading rusher, but he was only 25 yards away from being your leading rusher. He was your highest uh, rushing yards per average there. 
Uh, Ron Cooks back at running back, 600 yards, four touchdowns uh, a season ago. I would assume uh, he's going to start, but Mike Washington was their leading rusher and he's back too. He had seven touchdowns a season ago. So both their top dogs at running back are back. And then here's what you got to love. It's a lot of production coming back. Here's, here's what you got to love is, yeah. is the O line. Cause they bring back uh, three of five, including all Mac uh, left guard, Gabe Wallace, left tackle, Isaiah, right and right guard, Tyler Dottie. Wallace is the big one. That was all Mac, but <clears throat> really th- their offense has got to be better. And then when you add in the fact that, okay, yes, you're breaking in some inexperienced wide receivers with Nick McMillan, Cole Harity and Marilyn Johnson, maybe uh, a Harding, the, the transfer from Duke gets in the mix. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, you look at Harity had 13 receptions, one touchdown, 170 yards a season ago. Um, that's not lighting the world on fire, but they have a couple other guys. Maybe it's plug and play. I think that's the biggest question mark on the offense is the wide yeah. receiver. You, someone's, yeah, I agree. So, someone's got to step up and you know, stretch the field, be a playmaker at the at the wideout position. But other than that, uh, you know, all run your game should be better. Run game and yeah. passing, like, and your quarterback play should be solid. I think, and, and, and especially the line and that's supposedly on both sides of the ball, right? That yeah, that's no. going to be the strength of their team. Yeah. I mean, defense coordinator, Robert Roy, uh, right on the defensive side of the ball last season, 65th in scoring defense, 88th in rush defense, 71st in pass defense, 78th in total defense, Patty C and they get two of four back on the D line, but it's both the defensive tackles, which nice. I think is kind of what you want. Yeah. Um, they got one of three back in the linebacking core. In Sean Dolak. Dolak is one of their best defensive players. So you get him back, but you got some inexperience there. But you bring in a slew of transfers. Two of four back in the secondary, led by corner Caleb Offer and, and, and safety Marcus Fuqua. Kicker and punter are back. Patty C, what do you make of it? What do you think? I mean, the well, defense has got to be a little bit. I think the defense will probably be a little bit improved. Uh, you know, yeah, I guess bringing back the, the uh, I guess the, 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 there's said a lot of experience in the on the defensive line coming back. Some studs, uh, one stud at the linebacking level and one stud at the defensive back level. But other than that, relative inexperience in the back half of the defense, I would imagine similar production, but maybe a slight improvement. Uh, the fact that um, they are what an all Mac kicker coming back, yeah, uh, twenty four of twenty eight. McNulty, Alex McNulty, gotta have that. I mean, that's gonna be huge in closed games. Uh, Which they played a lot of them last year. I mean, I think with all that you know factoring in, I think they'll be winning a a few more like comfortably, and then when they're in those closed games, they got a guy that's a difference maker at the kicker and punter positions. So yeah, I think I, I expect big things for them this year. Let's go. Well, look before we we we're gonna go game by game on the schedule. And hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. We break down all 133 college football teams each and every year with a solo podcast for each and every team. And we, we talk college football year round, subscribe, tell a friend, wherever you get podcasts, we're there, but look, we're going to go game by game, but give us a second here before we do that. We want to tell you that the Buffalo bulls season preview on the college football experience is brought to you by bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. All right. Bird dogs, they're stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. You're going to look like Pete Metzelars in 89. <laughs> all right. Just every, every girl there in Buffalo yeah, just throwing themselves at Pete Metzelars. 
Uh, look, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as any other shorts, but they fit way better. All right. They're not made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but they, but you know, it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the old movement. Uh, bird dogs uses anti stink sweat. Yes. You're not going to smell like Jeff Wright. You know, after a you know a Super Bowl performance, all right, you're gonna be fine, all right. Uh, it keeps fabric, you know, it keeps you cool, uh, keeps you dry all day long. I mean, anti-stink sweat wicking fabric, Patty. See, this stuff is this is incredible. Go to go to uh, BirdDogs.com/pool to enter. Uh, use the promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Once again, that bir- that's birddogs.com/pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to miss. Uh, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. Essentially, yes. Let's go. Check out bird dogs. All right, Patty. See, we are back. I know you agreed with my Metzelars thing. I'm looking at a picture of Metzelars right now. Are we sure that that's what you want to look like? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, the mullet. I gotta uh, remember the times, man. The mullet that worked back then. Swayze and Roadhouse. <laughs> he has the Jim Carrey hair on the front, and the, like the and the mullet on the Don't back. Don't you dare talk the bad pencil, about Pete Metzelars. Uh, Patty C. Uh, shout out to our graphics guy, Cam Curran. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see these fine graphics with the Buffalo Bulls here. The win total is at six and a half, Patty C. So Vegas is basically saying. We think we think this Buffalo program is going to continue to bull. Hello, they're, they're bullish. They're bullish on the bulls, buddy. Um, okay, let's hop into the mix because I actually think you look at last year's schedule. The non-con was uh, Maryland, who was a bull team. Holy Cross, who was a really really good FCS team. Yeah, Coastal Carolina, who was a bull team. Uh, and then UMass, which they won by 27. Yeah. Um, Struggled in the non-con. And uh, I think this is an easier, an easier non-con questionable. I think it's similar. It is similar, but I think a little easier. Here's what week one, Saturday, September 2nd at the Wisconsin Badgers in, in Madison, Wisconsin. Now, Obviously, toxic environment. The crowd's going to be going crazy. Jump around's going to be playing. You know, great place to catch them, though. That's what I was about to say. If you told me any time, yeah, this is day one of them running the new Dairy Raid Air Raid offense. A concept so foreign in Wisconsin. Yes, trust me. I'm pretty sure Planet Earth is doomed because (laughs) of this transition from Wisconsin. Doing yeah. this to running the air Ground raid, the dairy raid they call it. To the dairy um, raid, Patty C. Like I, we're gonna take Wisconsin, but I would. I think this is the best time to get them. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Phil Longo, and then even Luke Fickle installing new stuff on defense. Both sides of the ball are gonna be working out kinks, uh, and Buffalo has the opportunity with all that veteran experience. quarterback. Yeah, and they're gonna have a shot at it if they play if they play well. I mean, zero and one, but who knows. Who knows? Maybe Buffalo's the 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 team of destiny. Week one, App State style when they beat Michigan. <laughs> uh, week two, Fordham comes to town. Now Fordham was a very good FCS team a year ago, but their star quarterback Tim Demorat's gone. Fordham almost knocked off Ohio a year ago, who who played for the MAC championship. I think this is a win for Buffalo. I think they bounce back. I think this Fordham team is not going to be nearly as good as a year ago. A series you would have thought would have been played more often with them both in New York, two to one all time in Buffalo's favor. 
Mm, make it three to one. Hello. Uh, so I got this dude. And this is what I love about the schedule here. I get it. Like Liberty now comes to Buffalo. Liberty is, is uh, got a brand new coach. They're installing a much different offense. Jamie Chadwell go into that option. Read stuff. Uh, this is a, a, a big difference. What did you say? Hugh freeze is Oh, he's like air it out down the field. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little vertical, uh, vertical passing approach. I think it's a, it's a pretty big overhaul there too. Now, obviously Liberty's talented. They spend money like a, like a power five. You get about UB stadium at the bullpen. I love the fact they get fickle week one and Chadwell week three, because if you got them in November, you would get destroyed. Probably. Probably. I will say Chadwell's approach too. It's like, you can't just line up and smash it down and throw it out of the pistol. And you know, it's not that simple that it's just read option. I mean, he's doing like a very, he's what makes Chadwell a good coach is that his offense is so complex and it mixes in so many different elements of various offenses and timing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's, it requires precision, but when you, when he puts it all together, it becomes very difficult to stop. But early on in the season, it might not. Be. I got Buffalo winning this. I think this is a 50 50 game. I think Liberty's a lot more talented than Buffalo. A lot more talented. Um, hear me out. Buffalo beat Georgia Southern last year, buddy. That's true. That's a pretty big statement on Buffalo's talent. You know what? I'll take a flyer and I'll ride with you on that one. Two and one, baby. And now they head down to Lafayette, Louisiana, take on the Raging Cages. Now, this is a kind of a mystery one to me. Mike Desmaro comes in year one, struggles at yeah. Louisiana. Against uh, what, what, what had been under Napier, like a consistent 10, 11, 12 win team uh, for several years in a row. I got to favor Louisiana, though. Yeah. They're the more talented. That's a big time road trip. I got them two and two. Between Liberty and Louisiana, yeah. I doubt they get them both. So two and two. Two and two. And then they head to the Akron Zips. You know, I'm high on Joe Moorhead. They should have lost to Akron last year. Akron was running out the clock and fumbled the ball. Mm, one point. Victory over Akron the, last on a year. field goal. Like yeah. uh, this game was wild. They should have lost that game. I got Akron winning this thing. Revenge spot. Yeah. Uh I'm a little higher on Buffalo than you are in this situation. I'm gonna go Bulls. Mm, so you got them three and two. I got them at two and three. Then fire up chips. The Central Michigan Chippewas uh, and Jim McElwain come to UB Stadium. Remember they lost to CMU a year ago. Yeah, twenty-seven thirty-one. Um, on the road though, getting them at home may be the advantage that they need. Nope, I got them losing. I'm higher on Buffalo than you are once again. <laughs> Give me I the got them at two and four. Then the Bowling Green Falcons come, and this is homecoming for those Buffalo Bull fans at the bullpen. I do have them beating Bowling Green. Well, so do I. So three and four. Then they are at Kent State at Dick Stadium. Look, this is one Kent State's lost everybody. Everybody, this is a for sure win for Buffalo. I got Buffalo winning this. I got to move into four and four. I believe uh, this is one of their best rivalries in the MAC. Fourteen and fourteen all time. It's I think it's the geographically closest team on uh, in the MAC to them. A little bit of a rivalry here. Um, no, you said I got the win of this. Four uh, Kent State. The cupboard's empty. Everyone's gone. Colin Schley. Sean Lewis, everybody dipped out on this team. Well, I'll say this: I just had them winning three straight uh, MAC games. I think the MAC is so close that you're going to take a loss at once every Kent four State's games. Going to be by far the worst team in the MAC. I don't know which one of those games it's going to be, but okay. I doubt they get four in a row there. 
So, so I got him at four and four. What do you have him at five and three? Uh, I think I got him at yeah, five and three. All right, they get a bye week, then they head. This is Maction Tuesday night. We all love it. They head. They should do that for October too. By the way, uh, they head to the Glass Bowl. They beat Toledo a year ago at UB Stadium, but this is now at Toledo. I think it's a revenge spot. I got Toledo beating them. Yeah, they won by a touchdown last year. I got Toledo beating them too. So I got them at four and five. The following Tuesday, Curtis Rourke, and these are the breaks, comes into UB Stadium. Give me an upset. Give me an upset. You're you're having Buffalo in this? Yeah. I'm not. I'm having Ohio in this. Ohio smacked them fifty or forty-five to twenty-four, three touchdowns last year. Um granted, this is in Buffalo, so a little better of an environment. It's gonna be cold November seventh, but I don't think that's gonna bother Ohio too much. Either way, we both have them at uh, six and I got them at five and five. five, five and five at this point in the season, right? Then they go to Jagerbomb Stadium in Oxford, Ohio, to take on the Miami Ohio Redhawks. I will take Miami Ohio to get this one. Mm, not me. Give me. Give me. Actually, Buffalo. all right. Yeah, I'll go Buffalo. I think it's a fifty-fifty game. Miami went bowling six and seven last year. They're all the same team. Uh, <laughs> Miami took a, a loss. I'll join you. I'll 24 join you. to 20 last year in Buffalo. So maybe a revenge spot for the good folks in Miami. In I'll join you. I'm going to say they Buffalo gets in Oxford. This. I should but say. they're not winning this next one. They're going one and one in the stretch. They're not going two and zero in the stretch. Eastern Michigan comes to UB stadium. It's probably going to be cold as shit on November 21st, right before your turducken. Uh, my point is they go one and one. I got them going six and six. I am on the under on the mm, Buffalo Bulls, Patty C. Well, guess what? We're disagreeing for the second podcast in a row because I had them beating Eastern Michigan seven and five, hitting that over, and Ooh, things are moving in the right direction. Vegas is spot on though. For Maurice Linguist. The, the Vegas is number six and a half. I yeah. want six. You're on seven. Yeah. Vegas they are spot, spot on, on here. It's the Mac. It does, it's not that hard to predict. Just <laughs> to say everyone's six and six and you're pretty much on point. Watch them beat Wisconsin week one. And then they over cashing. You know what I mean? All well, I gotta do is pull one up. So if they beat Louisiana in Cajun field, I think they're going to cash it. Yeah. I mean, those are the two most challenging. I mean, obviously if they get Liberty, I mean, I think Wisconsin's probably an impossible ask, but Liberty at home and uh, a down Louisiana, uh, raging Cajuns. They could win both of those. That would, that they would definitely be cashing the over. If they did that, this team was six and one three years ago under light. Yeah. yeah. They left, he left them in good shape. Obviously year one for linguist was tough. You know, didn't he get a late jump on that? Didn't yeah. Light took the job in like may. I feel like, yeah. yeah. So he had no time and he had COVID to deal with four and eight, which is, I guess, kind of respectable seven and six year two. He's going to move him back to that level of uh, the trajectory of an excellent program. I still think they're bowling and they still could go seven and six. If they win the Jimmy Changa bowl, <laughs> I will. Uh, I I'm on the under Patty C's on the over look before we get out of here. Uh, we got Michael Barker here, AKA college football campus tour. You might know him as that on Twitter. And I just did a, I, I was able to record a quick little quick little interview with him. So him, him talking about the Buffalo bulls, the bullpen and uh, UB stadium. Here we go. Joining us on the college football experience, Buffalo bulls, 2023 season preview episode is the great Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour folks. Yes. Give him a follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Hopefully you're watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Happy to talk about UB Stadium. 
Yes, UB Stadium, the bullpen they call it. Uh, uh, Buffalo, New York, or somewhere right around in Amherst, New York, I guess. But uh, tell me about your experiences to good old UB Stadium and the bullpen. So uh, it was built in 1993 for the World University Games, which was a track event, and they built 29,000 seats, and it replaced the old UB Stadium, which held just 4,000 seats. And in 2006. Uh, they had their biggest crowd ever sell out and they beat temple in overtime uh, in front of the biggest crowd they've ever had at UB stadium. And as far as my experience there, you know, they always play Tuesday uh, or in Wednesday for action, but I went there in 2018 on a Saturday, it was a noon game and I doubled it up with Penn state for the whiteout. They played at seven 30, but September in Buffalo Saturday morning, the weather was beautiful. Uh, people were out tailgating early, a lot of cornhole going on. And they played uh, Army very tough for about a half. And, you know, anybody that can withstand that triple option, you got to give a lot of respect. But I had fun. You can walk around the stadium all over the place. And 29,000 is one of the biggest stadiums in the MAC as well. There is sleeping giant in the Mac. I'm just telling you folks right there, give the Mac an auto bid and see what can happen with Buffalo. We've seen it with the bills and bills, mafia bowls, mafia. It's just a football. It's a football town. As Patty C says, Buffalo football town. What, what's going on? I got to get out to UB stadium. And it sounds like a great experience. And like, like uh, Michael just said, he pulled a double header. He went to Penn state and Buffalo the same day that is a perfect example of why you should follow Michael Barker on Twitter at CFB campus tour. He does. He, he, there's been certain weeks. He goes to six, seven games in a week. He posts the photo of the day. Anyone that loves college football has got to follow Michael because it's an essential follow. It's educational. It's also, I, I live my life through him. I'm like, wait, he's in he's in Honolulu one day at a football game. The very next day he's in Waco at a football game. It's just fantastic. And uh, yeah, Michael keep doing a great job because uh, I'm telling you, man, it, it, you, you do wonderful work, man. Thank you. And that's the point of my account is to showcase college football and, and you get opportunities to go all over the country. I call it the vessel. It takes me all over and it wouldn't be the same if I couldn't share the experiences on Twitter and, and, you know, be here as a guest with you. So uh, places like Buffalo, you may not put it as your number one destination in college, but it's a, a great town and they have a game November 7th. That is a matching game and it will be my first time going back since 2018. So I'm looking forward to it. And as always, uh, thank you for having me. There you go, folks. And look, if you're at that game on November 7th, feel free to hit up Michael on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Let him know where you're, you're, where you'll be. Maybe you can meet up pregame, grab a beer, something like that folks, but come on bulls mafia. Look, if you're out there in New York or Canada, isn't Toronto right across, look, we got a lot of Canadian fans. What are you doing? Go catch a college football game. Action never fails, baby. So uh, subscribe, uh, or I should say, follow Michael Barker on Twitter at CFB campus tour. And uh, yeah, looking forward to catching a game at UB stadium. Maybe I'll join you, man. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Michael Barker. Dude, UB Stadium, the bullpen, Patty. So we got to get to a game. Gotta love it. Gotta, gotta get, get to a there. game. Tuesday, Wednesday night in action. What's not to like, buddy? November two in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah I want that. That's vibe. football weather, buddy. Yep. Get these fucking domes out. I'm so glad the Bills didn't do a dome, but I still yeah. don't even like that they have the covered things for the fans. I feel yeah. like give it. Yeah, and we like, talked about this. Yeah. Syracuse is shooting themselves in the foot by playing in that dome. New York, take advantage of the weather yeah. advantage that you have. Yes, that is your advantage. And and look, I I uh 
I did a deep dive on this. You look at Syracuse, they were way more successful as a program before they put the dome up. Since they've done the dome, they've become a worse football team. Yeah. And I did it for the NFL too. I did the Detroit Lions, terrible since they moved to the dome. Uh, the the every single team really. Yeah. I, I think the only one that got better was the Saints, and that was be, I only had like a ten year back in the day. They didn't have free agency. Yeah. So the Saints only had like Saints, ten years without the dome. Then they got the dome. And regardless yeah. of that, the Saints didn't stand to have a, a huge home field advantage because they're down in New Orleans, where it's like, you know. I mean, it's, it's humid out, I, but that's not snow. You know, if you're used yeah. to playing in the snow, come playoff time, that's your advantage. Yeah. Make them come up there and beat you. They won't be able to, Yeah, they won't be able to. I'm on the under though. Patty sees on the over he's buying in. I still think Buffalo's bowling. All right. So we'll see you at bowl season, baby. Let's go subscribe to the college football experience folks. Remember we uh, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And you get all three of our podcasts on YouTube. We host the college basketball experience. We're here every single night of the college basketball season and the college baseball experience. So check them all out. Remember to check out the sports gambling podcast because they kick ass as well. And Buffalo bill fans, you're going to want to check that one out. And uh, yeah, get the SGPN app. Come talk, come talk college football with us. Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. We're talking to those crazy, wacky maxion games nonstop. So come on, hop on over there and uh, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. The college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Let's fucking go. Folks, this is the college football experience, Buffalo Bowl style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.